talking creative empowerment, purpose, and collaboration with your feelings and your concerns. Be gifted. Be enlightened. Be a part of gifted autonomy. Hello, hello, hello. Welcome to another episode of Gifted Autonomy, where our goal is to let underrepresented creatives shine in a safe place. First thing I really wanna do is to say RIP to Rapper DMX, a truly creative individual and music icon that influenced so, so, so many. So I definitely wanted to take time to show respect to him. But we are so happy to have you guys with us today. And you're, you're really in for a treat with the guests we have on today. So we encourage you to email us at ashleyinmedia at gmail.com. If you're a visual artist, author, business owner, writer, or musician that would like to be featured on the show, our interviews are always recorded on Saturday. So that gives you a little wiggle room as far as availability for the interview. And as always, we do encourage you to press that subscribe button for us in the Apple Podcast Store for Gifted Autonomy. Leave a review and follow us at AN Media on Facebook, Ashley and Media on Twitter, and Ash the Wordsmith on Instagram. Also, you can purchase my second novel at Barnes & Noble. It's entitled Autoscopy. And just to give you a brief rundown about the book, It's historical science fiction with a little time travel, action, suspense, romance, and a purpose-driven journey for the lead character who actually travels back in time to the antebellum South during slavery. So you get to see what she experiences in present day and also what she faces back in the past. So make sure you check that out at barnesandnoble.com. Also, if your house is looking a bit drab and you're looking to liven things up a bit, You can visit silverbrush.net to purchase beautiful prints or original oil painting pieces from Larry Silver, who is actually my part-time co-host on Gifted Autonomy. So now that we got all of that out of the way, today we have a triple threat on our hands with author, entrepreneur, and motivational speaker Don Maxton. Coincidentally, Don is the first lady that we've had on the show, so far. So she's holding it down for us today for the ladies. Now I met Dawn through one of our authors groups on Facebook and she was very excited about being on the show. I did my research and Dawn does these very inspiring daily affirmations that I really love. And I'm sure she'll discuss that a bit later. And she also has this fashion design thing on lock with her Dawn Max collection in addition to being a new author. So I'm very excited to hear about each of her ventures, just based on what I've seen so far. So without further ado, we'll get started. Don, are you with us? Yes, I am. Hello. Hi. So excited to have you here. Yes. Thanks for coming on. Thank you for having me. I'm excited to be here. You're welcome. So just to get right into it, um, give us some background on who you are, the premise of your novel, and how you got started in fashion, motivational speaking, and any other business ventures that you want to grace our ears with today. Okay, well, um, I'm Dawn Maxton. Um, I'm a mother of five, entrepreneur, and current author. 
and I really started to get into fashion um, around 2013. Um, I discovered that it was a way that I like to express myself and also discovered that people were always asking me what, you know, what was I wearing and things like that. So I said, well, why not just turn into a business? I never really enjoyed the nine to five life. And so I needed to figure out a way to eventually become my own boss and getting into fashion was my step into that. And so within the last couple of years, I've really been consistent with it um, in order to make it my full time um, job. So that's the whole fashion. And then as far as becoming an author, I've always been a writer. Um, I started writing poems after the first time Justice. So I was a kid. I probably shouldn't even have been watching that movie back then. But um, when I saw her writing, yeah, when I saw her writing, I got inspired to uh, begin writing myself. And so I, I took it from there. And after high school, I thought that I would be going to New York to, you know, do fashion journalism and all that. But as we know, um, you plan and God laughs. So it didn't go that way. Um, so it took me a very long time to get to the point of actually creating this book and uh, publishing it. But as we know, the pandemic forced us to sit down. And so I was able to get into it. Yeah. So what is the, the premise of, of your novel? What is it about? Um, so basically it is a pure raw real look just into me my soul uh, my spirit my highs and my lows it's literally um blog entries that i had from a blog that i posted but i never really told anybody about it was just a place for myself um in poetry and then um it's based in uh poems as well which i've been writing forever so i kind of just gather everything that i had thus far and put it into my book and I really just wanted people to see my spirit and to feel my soul in ways that maybe I have not expressed before okay okay so you were um I guess as a as a child kind of like me you had like the little composition book and oh yes <laughs> you were write down poems about you know what you were feeling <laughs> yeah poems and journals yeah. I still have mostly all of my notebooks from childhood so I, I probably oh, just wow. gonna take a lot from that and you know create more books <laughs> but yes that was me for sure yeah. That, that's so cool because I lost all of mine. Like, I can't find them. And I really hate that. Yeah. It, <laughs> because you, you want to go back and read yeah. those. <laughs> it's so interesting to, to look at the things you were writing as a child. And sometimes it's like, what was I even talking about? You can't even remember who or what you were talking about. But it's interesting to, to see. Yeah. Yeah, so it sounds like you live a very busy <laughs> um, business lifestyle, um, but all of it sounds super interesting. I did want to ask a follow-up about your fashion because when I was on your Instagram, I did see some examples, but what what is like really the theme of your, your fashion line? Like what type of clothes are, do you lean toward when designing? Um, so at the moment, I only do like as far as custom designs, I do like hoodies and t-shirts. 
Um, those are my originals. So when it comes to designing those, it's really brand based. So like you'll see Dalmath collection hoodies, or I recently created a logo shirt that has my face on it. Um, so I'm really trying to get more brand based so I can be a known brand, you know, like when you see stuff with pink on it, you know exactly who that is. So I'm trying to get to the point of when you see Dalmas collection, you know exactly who that is. So I've gone from doing just like quotables on t-shirts to actually designing things with my name brand on it. So um, that's, the, yeah, that's the step that I'm trying to move into. Sounds great, and I love the designs that the the few that I saw on your Instagram going down. So thank you. I definitely think people should check that out. Thank you. Yes. Um, another question. You're welcome. Another question I have. So in the bio that you sent me, you mentioned that you'd suffered at some point with debilitating anxiety before. So having experienced that, what first pushed you to kind of diverge from your comfort zone to really face that head on, like? What was your moment of truth per se? Um, the moment of truth for me, um, even though I've been doing the business thing for a long time, the moment of truth for me is when I decided to self-publish my book because that is as open and as vulnerable as one can be, especially when you are expressing um, true moments in your life. And so I have no choice but to move out of my comfort zone if I want to promote my book or market my book or, you know, reach out to groups concerning different topics that I'm speaking on in my book. So I would say that for me, at that moment that I push publish is when it was like, okay, you have no choice but to step outside of your comfort zone. You have no choice but to get over your anxiety because you have to socialize in order to do what you want to do. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, that's true. And with that publishing journey, did you did you self-publish or did you go through a publisher? Oh, um, I self-published. Okay. Mm -hmm. So how was that process for you? I, I self-published as well and it's some definitely some highs and lows yeah. with it. So how was that process for you? Um, for me, it, it was fairly easy because I didn't do a lot of editing with my book. So I feel like if I um set out on a next piece of work where I require a lot of more editing and things like that, then it probably would be more tedious. Um, but since I literally just uploaded my draft and, um, you know, fixed a couple of things, it was a fairly easy process. Okay. Yeah. Editing can be, um, kind of pricey. Yeah. Well, any of it, yeah. any part of it can be pricey yeah. to, to be honest. Um, I went through an editor, just to well I went to a publisher but the only thing that she ended up doing for me was editing okay. because I, I released the book during when like coronavirus was at its peak like when they were first learning about mm -hmm. it and so she basically told me well it's not much marketing <laughs> that we're going to be able to do and then it was some other stuff that was a part of the package but it was like super pricey yeah. so I just ended up getting her to edit it because I feel like that's really the core yeah. you know when you have a longer piece yeah for sure or a longer novel that that's really definitely one of the most important parts yes. um making sure that you get a lot of eyes on it to make it you know make sure that it, it sounds how it should yeah. so yeah that's 
that's very important. But I'm glad that you had a positive experience with, with self-publishing. Yeah, and I think that's because I just kept it simple. But like you said, if you have a, a, a novel or anything like that, you have to go through that process of editing. You don't want those mistakes, you know, in your book or whatever. And um, publishing, yeah, that it can get really expensive. I know people who have went through publishers and the prices were outrageous. <laughs> so I'm like, if you, if you can pay for an editor and get that part done, then you can self-publish because, you know, at least everything else is done. So, yeah. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So moving to another topic, um, you speak on various topics like suicide, entrepreneurship, mental health, self-love, and spirituality. So break down why those topics are important to who you are and why you speak on those. Um, they're important to who I am because they are who I am. Um, I am spiritual. I ha- I do battle. I won't say I have. I do battle with depression. I do battle with anxiety. Um, I have had suicidal attempts. Um, and so for me... I feel like it's important to get those. For me, I feel like it's important to get those out to people to understand that they're not alone, to understand that they're not, um, that it's okay. And to understand that you can get through all of those things and be successful at whatever it is you're trying to do. Um, and so for me, it's important to embrace those things so that I can move forward and possibly inspire, you know, someone else that's battling with whatever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's very important. That's why we, I created this platform and came up with it. My my husband and myself came up with the idea and kind of chatted about it a lot just because we wanted to give for, for one thing, you know, he's a, a oil painting artist and I'm a writer mm-hmm. And you're always looking for advice and and just to see others' experiences to see, you know, if they may be going through the same thing yeah. that you are yeah. as far as, you know, finding your group to collaborate mm-hmm. with or people that may be facing the same thing marketing-wise yeah. or, you know, for underrepresented creatives, it's not a lot of platforms that they can go on. Yeah that they don't either have to pay money for or you already have to have like a big name in order to go on that platform. And so we wanted to create a space where people could just come on and and chat about their ventures and their experiences. And it can hopefully inspire, inspire somebody else to keep going because a lot of people, they have like creative pursuits and then they'll end up quitting them. Like I know people like that because you know, the world, like it just gets too hard to, balance that and then maybe another job you know they have to have like you were saying like the nine to fives and so we really want to inspire people with this platform and I think your story really does that which is why I wanted to have you on here thank you I appreciate that and and like I um like I always say I never set any goals for my book um it was literally a, a outlet for me and I feel as though if I can reach at least one purpose, uh, one person, then my purpose has been served. So um, I, I appreciate having that platform. I appreciate you allowing me on your platform, um, you know, to reach a broader audience and um, getting that message across. 
Yeah, definitely. And I was going to ask you, I guess I'll ask you now, I was going to ask you a little bit later, but since you mentioned it, how you do measure impact, because like you just said, I don't really measure. I mean, of course you want the the monetary growth and everything like that, but I don't really measure my impact on um, that or or even likes or or whatnot. You know, Um, it's more like those people that you're going to get like DMing you or inboxing you saying, hey, this particular writing made a difference in my life that, those are really the moments that you kind of know that you you made a difference yes. to me so what, what's your do you kind of feel the same way um yes I absolutely feel the same way because if you are moving in your purpose um the monetary the accolades and all of that will come so just moving your purpose and reach who you can reach so yes I, I completely agree So how do the topics that we just discussed, you know, mental health, entrepreneurship, self-love, how do they fit into your writing journey? Um, They fit into my writing journey uh, by being the premise of where I come from. So I'm a big believer of the self-love. I'm a big believer of spirituality so everything that I do I move within those things so when I'm writing that's usually the places that I'm coming from and so if you read a poem um one might be about love but then the next one might be about loving yourself you know what I'm saying so I I I just try to keep who I am within the writing Yeah, it makes sense. Definitely. So since you do have a few ventures, how do you balance them and have there been any challenges in doing so? Uh, yeah, I don't think I've mastered balancing yet. <laughs> so uh, it's a constant challenge, um, especially with having five children, um, two being the age of two. So um, there's a lot of multitasking. And there's a lot of break time. Like, let me just take a moment. And I'm usually taking a moment so that I can give them the attention that they need. Um, And then there's a lot of late nights and early mornings. So we're going to be mom during the day. Once once you all lay down at 9 o'clock, then the businesswoman will come out. You know, so I don't think I've mastered it yet, but I've begun to figure out what I think might work for me in my life. Yeah, well, just, you know, taking a look at your social media, it seems like you're doing a, a great job of <laughs> balancing everything. And because it's, it's really a dedication for even like the daily affirmations, which I want you to speak a little bit more about. That's really um, a dedication to, you know, put out something that daily affirmation I was like a couple of years ago, I was trying to put out, which would kind of be more like, you know, infographics or I guess memes Mm -hmm. where you would have like the quote on there and then you would have like a little design in the back. But I realized quickly with, because I work a nine to five. Okay. And I realized quickly that this takes some dedication to create these. (laughs) So yeah, it kind of fell off um, actually. So I admire you and being able to, you know, do that successfully. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah. And um, so with the daily affirmations, honestly, for me, I have to do them uh, late at night (laughs) and I have to record more than one. And 
that's the way that I can keep it going. So if you got back to doing your quotables, I would say do multiple so that you can post them, you know, throughout the week, but you don't have to create one every day. Yeah, that's definitely a good idea. <laughs> yeah. A good idea. Yeah. So between like writing and fashion and, and motivational speaking, which is your favorite overall to do? Um, at one point it was fashion, but honestly, I think I'm moving towards uh motivational speaking because I've gone through many things uh, privately and quietly and to what I thought I was hiding uh, very well. And so now I'm at a point in my life where I'm not afraid to express those things. And I want to encourage others to not be afraid to express whatever it is they're going through. I want to be able to encourage women, um, mothers, don't be afraid, excuse me, to, to go for that dream. Uh, don't be afraid to go for that promotion. Um, don't be afraid to go for anything that you seek in life. You're never too old. Um, it's never too big or broad of a dream. So yeah, motivational speaking would, would be my, my most favorite at this moment. Okay. And I can definitely see that in just, you know, this interview and things that I've seen on your Instagram, because it really is inspiring. Thank you. You're welcome. So what are some examples of good and bad experiences that you've had along your writing and business journey Mm -hmm. over the years? Like things that you might have learned from, you know, you may have tried this and, you know, it didn't work or this was really successful. Like what are some of those things? Um, the biggest thing that I've learned from business is remaining uh, consistent. I struggled for a long time with being consistent out of disappointment, um, not feeling like I was getting enough likes, not feeling like I was getting enough sales, um, not feeling like anyone see me. So I would just stop. And then I would come back and now you have to rebuild your audience all over again. Now you have to get their attention all over again. It wasn't moving quick enough and then I would stop. <laughs> so consistency for me for a, a many years was an issue as far as business. Um, the hardest part in writing was actually hitting that self-publish part because I didn't know how people would react my writing, how people would interpret my writing, um, if people would even feel anything that I was saying. And so I had to get over the fear of basically what people would think and just do what I'm doing because I want to do it. Um, and so that, that was my difficulty in writing. And that's completely understandable because, you know, if, you know, you're on social media, on these platforms, and you don't see mm-hmm. a lot of, and not in your case, but like in, if in my case, you don't see a lot of views or something on your videos, or you feel like, you know, people aren't really engaging. It'll make you feel like people don't really care about what you're posting and that yeah. you're not making a difference. So yeah. it is important, important, like you said, to stay consistent because you may not always see like visually, like you don't know what people are thinking when they looking when they're looking at your content. And then my husband and I talked exactly. about how as far as like reach and impressions, like people are seeing your content. Like sometimes 
people may never like your content, but they're seeing it, yeah. you know? Yeah. And it could be making a difference that you're just not aware of. So just going by the numbers, I feel like, you know, it, it's, it's something that people naturally want to do. But I feel mm-hmm. like you can't really measure impact on just based on like social media numbers, for example. Yeah. So no. I, I completely understand what you're saying. And I'm glad that, you know, you got back on it and didn't let that, yeah. you know, stop you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. Um, yeah. Anything um, that you're doing that you're putting out there um, to be viewed or judged, it can it can get discouraging very easy <laughs> if you um let those numbers mm-hmm. rule if you let those numbers rule your life but yeah people will be surprised of the impressions that they do have without those numbers yeah yeah, yeah. definitely and you have to what i'm learning is you also have to learn not to take stuff personal <laughs> because mm-hmm. yeah you know you'll get upset you like I, I put all of this into something or content and you think it you know you think it's the best content yes. and then it doesn't get the reaction that you want you know just learning not to take it personal i i, I have to work on that every day yeah I, i'm <laughs> and just still, tell myself that i'm still working on that as well so <laughs> i understand <laughs> when you when you take time to put into your art you like this video is bomb and then two people view it <laughs> and you like okay yes. maybe it wasn't as good but usually over time the numbers grow and you know so yeah i completely understand what you're saying about that yeah i think it's just about like breaking into a new audience so different yeah. type of people can see it yeah i think that's what it's not the you know that the content is bad or anything yeah. it's just you know making sure it gets out there yeah you know absolutely and yeah yeah and that's something that i'm working on is trying to um break outside the audience that i'm in because i pretty much have saturated that audience so it is trying to figure out how to get outside of that which can be difficult um but i think that just comes with consistency as well and eventually it'll reach you know that next level yeah, definitely. So in, in talking about that, how has social and digital media, do you think, helped or hurt your marketing? And what other marketing tools have you found effective? And also, do you market differently depending on which product or service you're advertising at the time? Um, in the age of social media, I think digital marketing has helped as as terms is what I do a lot because everything I do is pretty much online. So my marketing has to be online based um, to a sense. But I feel that the way that we market determines your reach. So I've tried Facebook ads and Instagram ads and honestly, Marketing myself using hashtags and things like that have brought in more of an audience. So I don't use Facebook ads or Instagram ads anymore. I'm not paying for it. (laughs) I hear you. (laughs) I'm not. I think the exact same thing. Yeah. Yeah. I I will share my content a thousand times a day until they tell me I can't anymore. And I've probably been shadow banned on Instagram because I won't pay for it. Um, 
you know, the marketing or whatever, but I, I'm just not doing it. I believe in marketing how you want to market to who you want to market to. Use your hashtags, tag people, um, and then word of mouth still works. So people telling people that still works as credible marketing. So I don't know. It gets real confusing with the digital stuff. Sometimes it works. Sometimes it doesn't. It's really no formula. Like people try to say they can sell you the formula. There's no formula. <laughs> yeah. Whatever works for you. Yeah. When, you know, when you try different strategies, you know, and um, like I said, my husband is an oil painting artist and he's done commissions like nationally from different states. And, but most of the commissions that he gets on the regular come from word of mouth. Mm-hmm. You know, people that, you know, maybe he did meet them on Facebook or maybe he's done like a painting for somebody and then they added him on Facebook like their friend. Yeah. And then they contacted him. So even the word of mouth starts like the social and digital media. Yeah. You know, yeah. so it still all comes back down, like you were saying, to, to word of mouth. And then as far as like the Instagram and Facebook ads, so I was a Facebook ad person. Instagram, I never really trusted because it just seems too general. Yeah. Like, it doesn't seem like it would ever get my target audience down correctly to even be marketing to the correct people, no matter how many, you know, different notes I put right. in the, the ad. Yeah. Um, but Facebook ads, I did used to do those because they were kind of cheap, mm-hmm. you know, and they were like, okay, well, you can reach a thousand yeah. people um, for $20, yeah. <laughs> you know, right. for like a week, you know. But like you said, it... it it's no real analytical results of that. Like, I mean, I'll get, I'll get people liking it from like different countries, like South Africa or something, but I don't, I don't think it's really having an impact out there. Like, you know what I'm saying? I think those people may just be, you know, Hey, what is this? This looks colorful, you know? So you can't really measure the impact with those ads. And I don't really think they do anything. So I, (laughs) I'm, I'm, I'm right with you on that. I stopped um I stopped using them because I couldn't tell, you know, if it was really making a difference in in what I'm trying to voice getting out there. Right, because when when you're doing that stuff and like you said people are just liking it, the type of content that we make, you need people to actually listen and or watch mm-hmm. your content. You know what I'm saying? Not just like. So, yeah, marketing it to people in the way that you want to market it so that they can actually click on it and listen um, probably works best. And I'm glad I, I have you on here and somebody that actually understands yeah. about those <laughs> Facebook ads and those Instagram ads because Facebook is really making a fortune off ads. Like that's what, that's Facebook's bread and yeah. butter now is basically just ad buying, you know, and um, like you said, like organic media, yeah. like, you know, just the hashtags and stuff like that, that really is, is really best is really what's going to drive, um, your audience. Yes. So. Mm-hmm. Totally agree. Completely glad that you said that. <laughs> <laughs> so how do you feel you've grown over the years in your writing and business in industry and what caused the growth? Um, so I would say within the last year, the the pandemic, I mean, did we really have a choice? (laughs) Like it was either going to make you or break you. Right. So first it broke me and then it made me. So I would say after my breakdown is when 
I truly discovered how serious I needed to take my purpose, not my passion, but my purpose, which was writing and uh, communicating to others um, just with my thoughts and my feelings, but being able to connect in that way. Um, as far as business, it showed me that I have no choice but to remain consistent if I want to live, you know, because if you're a full time entrepreneur, you depend on those sales, you depend on, you know, that exposure for your livelihood. So in that way, within the last year, I've grown and being more serious about my business before it was just like oh whatever you know sell here sell there but now it's like no if you want to be big if you want to be somebody you you got to be serious about it so come on stop playing so <laughs> so yeah uh, within the last year I've, I've really grown into being extremely serious about my purpose it's, it's good that kind of a chaotic time as far as the pandemic, you know, could push something good. Mm -hmm. You know, it pushed you to basically another level. Yeah. And I think those stories are important because you hear, you know, the pandemic was it is still going yes. on. Um, it's terrible, you know, and I feel so bad for all of the people that have passed yeah. and, you know, people lost their jobs and. Um, some people lost their ha their homes yeah. and you know just hearing about all of those kind of terror stories I feel like it's kind of refreshing to hear about somebody that you know was pushed to another level because of the pandemic or you know they made the best out of the situation mm -hmm. you know so I love hearing those type of stories just for inspiration purposes you yeah know? and I and I think that there's a lot of stories out there like that um based off of the pandemic so it it would be nice to hear more of that because like I said yes a lot of bad things happen but also a lot of good things happen especially uh for businesses for small you know small business um had a big hit but I feel like a lot of people were able to come up as well so yeah yeah definitely because I feel like people wanted to really get behind those small businesses yes. even more to support yes. them, you know, to keep them afloat. And I know we try to support, especially black yes. owned small businesses. It's the, um, I just got a birthday cake made for my husband. That's like a 3d cake okay. because he's an artist and it's a, it's a lady, um, up the street. And what is, what is it called? Creations galore and more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's up the street from our house and I reached out to her and I actually added her on Facebook and we talk a lot because I just think her story is like amazing. I actually initially found her on Facebook Okay. and her and her husband, I think they just opened it probably the end of last year. Okay. So they kind of came up off of, you know, the coronavirus pandemic and I just, I just was blown yeah. away by her story. And so we always try to support her. Yeah. So, like you said, you know, because of the pandemic, a lot of small businesses were able to, you know, gain more support. Mm -hmm. For sure. There were some mm -hmm. good things that came out of it, for sure. So, how do you juggle? And I think you mentioned this a little bit, but if you want to provide any more detail, how you juggle family and your passion? Um. So, with that, I'm able to... I can combine a lot of it. 
So like um, my kids, they know how to do, they can do the heat press if I need them to, or I can have them peel some vinyl if I need to. And we can all just be in the office chilling while I'm packing orders, you know what I'm saying? And kind of make it, okay. yeah, kind of make it a family thing because they're old enough to help. So it's like, I can spend time with you and get some help. <laughs> so, <laughs> so yeah. yeah, so yeah, we I, I balance it like that as far as the fashion thing. Um, as far as the writing, I, I got to do that when they're asleep or, you know, um, I'm by myself. Cause I have to focus on that part, even though I wrote it during the pandemic and, um, we all were at home. So I kind of just had to do it when I could. Um, but for these next fruit projects, I'm like, I need silence. Do not disturb. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. 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 Um, but like I I said, I'm still trying to figure out the whole balancing thing, but we're working it out. Yeah. I think it's it's cool for you to incorporate them in the business aspect so they can, because I think it's, it's beneficial for them to see you living out your passion Absolutely. and seeing, you know, how you are working through the business. And I think that may, you know, inspire them to be an entrepreneur. Oh, for sure. And, you know, and feel like, yeah, and they have, they had a hand in, you know, making the business successful. I think that's like super cool. Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. They're already interested, especially my oldest daughter. She's nine. She's like ready. She wants to, I want to sell slime. I want to sell candy. I want to sell. I'm like, okay, let's get you a business plan, girl. So you can figure out one thing (laughs) and we'll go from there. (laughs) Oh goodness. Yeah. So, what type of music inspires you to create? It's just a question I always ask because I'm just interested in <laughs> how people get motivated. Um, what type of what type of music inspires you to create? Um, so if I'm writing, it's real like neo soul. Erica Badu is my number one favorite artist. So, um, it's Erica Badu, Jill Scott playlist all day. But if I'm creating like fashion. Then I'm listening to Meg the Stallion, um, Nikki, you know, trap music type stuff to get me in my grind hustle mode. So, okay, so it's like a variation. Yeah, it's, it's a variation. <laughs> like I, I got to be chill when I'm writing, and I got to be turned up when I'm creating uh, fashion. <laughs> yeah, makes sense. Yeah. <laughs> makes sense. So what what projects are you working on now or what future projects do you want to see come to fruition? Um, well, I am working on a actual like clothing line where I design everything. So because um, I, I work with wholesale for the most part. And so I want to get into actually designing my own clothes um you know pants suits all of that type of stuff um so I'm working on that trying to figure that out and then I'm also working on my next two books okay yeah and so hopefully um yeah yeah and hopefully I can get all that out within the next year or so okay okay well we'll be looking forward to seeing all of that (laughs) What what's the one thing that you want our audience to know about you and, and your story? Um, I want the audience to know that I am coming from a place of 
the utmost vulnerability. Um, I want the audience to know that I am being as real as I can because I don't believe in faking it for nothing or no one, at least not anymore. Um, and I want the audience to know that when you see or hear me, um, you're getting the most authentic form of me in my writing and in anything that I, that I'm doing. And how do you protect your peace of mind to kind of stay in a creative zone? Because I know, you know, we talked about balancing Mm -hmm. like family, but as far as all of the things going on in the world and all the things that may be Mm -hmm. happening on the news, um, I'm kind of a, well, I I used to be even more of a news junkie before I got married. So, and and that's like my entire family, like they'll just watch CNN. Mm -hmm. Or whatever news, you know, outlet they want to watch that day. And I know I've been watching, when I can, a lot of the George Floyd trial. Yeah, I have um, not watched one bit of it. I I can't. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. And you you either, it's no middle ground. It's like either you can watch it or, you know, I know a lot of people that just can't, like, sit there and watch that. And I completely understand both sides because sometimes I turn it off. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Because it's very heavy, you know, and it's on pretty much all day from like 9 a.m. to like 4 or whenever, you know, so, um, but as far as like, you know, I know you don't watch that, but other news topics or things that may be going on in the world, how do you kind of block all of that out to, to be able to create, you know, your writing or, you know, your fashion? Um, it's something that I have to continuously work on because I'm an empath. So I had to learn how to basically place a bubble around my mind and let all of that bounce off because I literally suck in every emotion from whatever I'm watching from whoever is around me and that can become draining um that can cause mental distress for yourself that doesn't even have nothing to do with you you're just sucking up the energy of the world and the energy of people around you so I had to learn how to create that bubble of a boundary and just block it out. Like, I don't watch the news anymore. Um, I don't listen to, um, like, news radio or anything like that. I unfollowed a lot of stuff on Instagram. So literally, my Instagram is filled of fashion stuff, a couple friends, and, like, positive affirmation Um positive Instagram pages so that's all I see when I get on social media Facebook I deleted over 300 people because they weren't talking about nothing or it was negativity and I just curated my timeline into positivity and I, I curated my bubble into positivity so that I can focus and be the healthiest me um, while creating yeah yeah, and I think what you just said is is something that everyone should do at a point in life because I'm like that too. Like I take on a lot and I'm really like an observer. Mm-hmm. So I just take in a lot of what I yeah. see going on, yeah. you know, and, and, you know, have those emotions about it. So I I guess I'm in the process kind of doing what, you, what you've done. Uh-huh. It was a period when, 
um, really just like, I don't know, probably January, February, I got on Facebook. Yeah. And you would think that you would miss it, but I didn't. I was I was actually working on a couple of things that I was waiting to come through, including creating this okay. platform. So I just like distanced myself from it and I didn't really miss it. Like yeah. it was a much more positive, mm-hmm. you know, time and I could focus. Mm-hmm. I didn't feel like I had to get on Facebook or I was missing something or um, I didn't really have because I was in the process of you know, putting together a plan to promote this. So it wasn't really anything that I was promoting per se actively at that point. So I didn't need it for that purpose. And in order just to kind of know what was going on daily, as far as, you know, the weather or, you know, basic stuff that you just have to know daily, I could get that from like an app on my Mm -hmm. phone. So yeah, it was very, I feel like liberating for a while not to be on there. And then like what you were saying about deleting a lot of people, I've deleted a lot of people on my Facebook now I only try to add creatives or I have like a lot of like oil painting artists, visual artists, um, just because they, it's people that my husband really has been in contact with, but they're all about like creativity and a lot of what they post is positive or they're posting their work and it's like beautiful. So you just kind of line your own, like you said, personal bubble with, with positivity. I think that's, yeah, that's exactly what, (laughs) how to handle that yeah um because it it with everything that's going on it can get incredibly overwhelming um especially as a black person in america it's literally something going on every day so i'm not saying that we should ignore it but you got to take a break from that like like I said it before like black people as a whole i think at this point we literally could have like a form of PTSD because it's so much and you you can't tell Mm -hmm. that that doesn't affect your mental when you're constantly seeing it every day so you have to curate your life around things that are going to bring you positivity every day otherwise you're going to be hit with that type of stuff um all the time and and it's just too much so that is so true and it's it's literally everywhere everywhere Speaking of that, that that makes me want to ask you, have you heard about that? It's like a series called Them. That's kind of like a play off the movie. Uh It it premiered last night. I haven't watched it yet. (laughs) Yeah, we, my husband and I watched, I think we were like on the second Uh episode and we were going into it kind of, I've read a lot of kind of negative, I'm not trying to put the show down, but I, I read a lot of negative reviews and it wasn't because of like the script or the actual storyboard or anything like that of like the plies it's more like they're calling it like kind of like pain porn kind of for for black people because it's like they keep putting out these movies that are like turning like either slavery or or some type of you know civil rights movement type era into like a horror and they're saying that they're kind of tired of that that push you know to kind of make money off um like black people's pain kind of and so i've seen a lot of people that just don't want to watch it okay because of that because it may be like you were saying like too much like it's too much of that that type element and it's like really heavy yeah okay (laughs) and so yeah but we're watching it just as a unbiased um because we just wanted to see you know for ourselves right 
But um, it is, we're two episodes in and it is kind of um heavy. Right. <laughs> I'm trying to use yeah. like certain words. <laughs> um, but I would encourage, I, I would not encourage people to watch it. Like I think, you know, they, they should watch it. I watch a lot of, um, I guess what you would call kind of out of the ordinary type movies. Mm-hmm. But that's because my books, I, I like to really get into a place of there are no impossibilities. Yeah. So I want to like open, especially for like African-Americans and, and kind of bring them into the genre of like a, like the movie The Matrix, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And how the only thing that limits them in The Matrix is them knowing that this is reality. Yeah. Like once you kind of think out of the box mm-hmm. and like, okay, none of this is real and I'm basically invincible, you know, as long as my mental state mm-hmm. keeps that you know open for possibilities I'm, I can be my best person my best self that's kind of like what I try to bring to my book so I want the craziest things to happen in my yeah. books you know things that people would never um, think about like uh, time travel yeah. and like kind of mind control type type thing so I watch stuff like that in order to kind of see you know the different possibilities in, in the horror genre yeah. or science fiction genre yeah um, so that's why I'm watching it, but um, but yeah, I've heard some interesting things, and I, I, we'll see. I'm just intrigued even more. I'm I'm gonna start watching yeah. it today. <laughs> you should. I mean, it, it is interesting. I will say it's, it's it's interesting right out of the the box. Yeah, because did you? Uh, it's set in the 1950s. Okay, did you watch Lovecraft Country? Yes, and we watched that too. And I, I liked it. <laughs> I thought it was really good, and that was like you know sci-fi based uh back then even you know they brought in still the civil rights and racism and all of that but i i think it just makes it interesting and i mean it's not like it was a beautiful time back then so in a way it would be like a horror story for certain you know um stories that you hear but i can understand where people are coming from or where they might feel like you might be taking away the seriousness of that time but I, I don't know I think as creatives we can see things differently um and so if you don't have that creative uh spark in you then you can be offended yeah yeah, yeah that's definitely yeah. true <laughs> that's, that's definitely you have to kind of see it from a different yeah. lens um yeah so I, I definitely agree with that I think that like Lovecraft Country and then even this this series mm-hmm. to me I mean I don't understand how it's any different from like an American Horror Story because yeah. do you watch American Horror Story? Yeah I do actually yeah yeah a lot of those are like different eras uh-huh. or things that actually happened and they just kind of you know they dramatize yeah. it but and it and it you know some of it is disturbing <laughs> like, oh, American Horror Story oh yeah seasons. they can get very yeah so but I mean, you know, you know how they do us. So yeah. it is what it is. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yeah, um, I just wanted to kind of rap about that to get your opinion, yeah. <laughs> honestly. Um, but just wrapping up, how can our listeners find your work or your different projects? Okay, so um, you can purchase my book, uh, Untitled: A Collection of Poems and blog entries on dawnmaxcollection.com and that is also where you can find all of my fashion um 
my custom and uh, items that are on trend. So I try to keep everything in one place. So dollmasscollection.com is where you can find the book and fashion. And then if you want to follow me, you can do so on Dawn Mask Collection on Instagram, uh, Style by Dawn on Facebook. And then if you want to see a little bit more of me outside of the business, you can follow, follow me at Manifest Queen B on Instagram as well. Hopefully everybody got all of those down yes. <laughs> so we can follow Dawn and, and support her and all of her ventures. And is there anything, Dawn, that you think that we missed that you may want to share? Um, I think we covered a lot. Yeah, we covered a lot. Um, we discussed the book, we discussed the fashion. So uh, I don't feel like there was anything that we missed in particularly. Uh, I feel like the audience was uh, able to get to know me and what I do. So I feel good about it. Well, we are so thrilled that you did come on today. And I'm sure you've inspired a, a young creative out there with your story. So. as You've inspired, you know, us just sitting here chatting with you. And I definitely wish you many, many blessings in all your endeavors. And we'll make sure to have you on again. You know, whenever you're premiering something or a new project or you have a new book, we would love for you to come on again and, and, and talk with us. Thank you. Thank you. And uh, once again, I appreciate you for having me on. Um, I love what you are doing with the podcast. So continue on no matter what. Keep going. You definitely have something here. Um, and I can't wait to speak with you again in the future. So much. And okay, so that's a wrap for today. This podcast audio will be live on Apple Podcasts later today. So be on the lookout for that. And also make sure to catch our other interviews that are already live in the Apple Podcast Store. We've had two authors on and Larry Silver which I mentioned which is also my co-host we had a great discussion with him in the second episode so you guys can already check those out and next Saturday we'll have the person that I call the, the marriage guru author Edward Gray he's a motivational speaker and has written a book about tips for marriage alongside his lovely wife so if you're married and need a refresher course, or if you're just someone aspiring to be married one day, you definitely don't want to miss that interview. That will be uploaded in the Apple Store next Saturday. But until then, keep being gifted and we'll speak with you guys later. Bye-bye.